Now the guy ended up, uh, luckily he ended up uh, making it. He, he ended up being okay. And now he's a senator. No, actually, I didn't want to be depressing. That guy died. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he died. <laughs> you don't get hit by a light rail and live. Dude, all right, I'm here with the hilarious Robert Amoto. You've seen him doing comedy. No, you've seen him with the <laughs> 29. You've seen him on the NBC stand up, uh, the Random Thoughts podcast, and I've seen him absolutely destroying audience members. Robert, how are you, buddy? Thanks for coming I'm, on. I'm good. Thanks for having me, dude. Thank you, man. It's, uh, it's actually this is my first, uh, what do you call it, Zoom podcast. So we're, we're not our average Zoomers together. Thank you. you should have told me. I didn't know when you said that. You said either way. I was like, well, I would have. I would have came in. I, I didn't know, man. I know. Like, I think you have you have kids, so like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Uh, you know, in case you didn't want to get anyone sick at home or something like that. And I get it. Like, I don't have health care, so I'm not trying to put anyone else in harm's way. You know what I mean? You putting all your financial business out here, man. You ain't got health. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Why don't no, you got? got no, I, I, mean, I recently got laid off. I got a job again, like two days ago. But okay. Yeah, so I'm good now. But, Let's start this off more depressing. What else is going on wrong dude, in your life? <laughs> speaking, oh my god! So speaking of that, I was so I was talk, I was uh, with my dad the other day, and he was telling me, "Oh yeah, your uncle. Yeah, he 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 listens to the podcast. He, he listened to one recently though. It was you and this comic, and it was really depressing. Like all you talked about was suicide. Like I don't even remember that episode. I'm like what suicide? What are you talking about? Who was it with? <laughs> it was Maddie Nishimi. Oh okay. <laughs> I was like. What? I don't even remember any. I mean, it was just it's you know standups with uh, bullshitting with with uh, standups like you just say the most ridiculous shit just to get a laugh. Yeah, sometimes you end up going off on tangents too, and you don't realize how long it was. Like, and that's the thing about yeah, me doing like podcasts is like I'm like, man, we talked about that. I was like, it was only a little bit, and I go back and listen to it. I'm like, dude, we talked about that for 20 minutes. Like, or or th that's like half the podcast that we were talking about suicide. Yeah, well, uh, it's great. It's also great to have your first conversation with someone be in your on a podcast <laughs> oh like, yeah this is, i mean we i literally like met you basically last week so we were on drew Abster's sports show or this yes yeah, his sports ball show that sports yeah he does that uh for stab mm -hmm. and like i've seen you do comedy plenty of times before you're hilarious but i appreciate uh, it thank you man i uh that's why i mentioned the thing at the beginning because one of my favorite things about uh it's not even i won't say your act but the favorite things i've seen you about doing comedy was just absolutely fucking annihilating any anyone you don't suffer fools it's hilarious dude no and that's around. i kind of get like a little defensive on stage uh mm -hmm. so where, where, where did you see me is it always at comedy, comedy spot. okay you, this, this particular time was at comedy spot especially at like open mics if i feel like the room needs to get like flipped a little mm -hmm. bit or they're a little they're a little bit too i feel like they're a little too comfortable yep sometimes or they're trying to or, or the room's a little tight I'll do it either way, but uh, yeah, I think that's uh, in my head. It's a little bit more of me being defensive, and I do that for myself, to be honest. Like as much as like comics like seeing it, yeah, I like to wake myself up by doing that, mm -hmm. and uh, I always feel like my set goes better when I'm like that. But I don't try to force it. But like if oh, I ever yeah, have to just course. go on stage and do my act, mm -hmm. I always just feel like it's if I just have to start from just set to finish with no messing with the crowd then i always feel a little bit more tight 
Okay. Is it kind of like, just cause I'm, I mean, I'm only two years in, so I'm a baby. I'm a baby at this. So it's just purely just because you know, student to almost, anyway. but a question. what was your first time up at? Was it a comedy? It spot was or? a comedy spot. Okay. Yeah, dude. Oh, it was, they were very generous. I'll say that they're very generous at comedy spot when you go up your first time. But anyway, point was, uh, the question I have for you was, do you, do you like what do you call it? Turn the audience upside down, so to speak, because you like digging a hole for yourself and it keeps you to work or like, what or am I thinking way too hard about your, your, your motives? No, it's more just to let them know that, um, I do it for myself because it keeps me, um, uh, I think more sharp and on edge, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it's, it's because I watch the, sh- I always watch the comics before me and I, and I look at the room. So, those are just whatever I'm pointing out is usually bothering me mm-hmm. in the room anyway. So I always like just pointing that out. And when I get up there, I want, I like to, especially if I'm doing like a longer set. Like I did a show yesterday in like a backyard mm-hmm. and uh, I had to like close it out. So, um, and, and Drew and Aurora was on and Carlos was hosting it. So that, I mean, it was, everyone was funny. Yeah. And so I wanted to come out and just everything I had seen up to that point, I want to let them know that, Hey, I might talk to you. Because in my head, it makes them pay attention more if you think I might talk to you, which I might. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll do that to – I usually look in like a, almost every area of the room. Not okay. on purpose. I mean, there is some sort of like method to my madness, but I'll look around, usually like the left, middle, right side, even the back. And then that way, everyone is on edge like right when I go on and is more attentive. Okay. I, but but if, if they're fine before, like someone just crushed right before me, then I might just hop in straight into into something. Yeah, because that that's a huge risk. I have I have started in a hole because I started riffing right away mm-hmm. after someone did well, that's and then awful. it kind of yeah I kind of dug myself a hole because mm-hmm. it was such the show was already in, I should have just jumped straight into it because the audience's head was into I'm listening to material mode. You know. Okay, so you find it better just if someone just crushed to just go out there one like start with material first. Like obviously not going out there and just riffing, but is that what you prefer? Just straight into material or obviously if someone crushes yeah if someone's crushing uh you always so if you're gonna ride someone's wave then you need to uh, first thing i always do is acknowledge that they crushed Mm -hmm. because i'm happy i like i always feel like i'll do better if i'm actually enjoying their set as opposed to worrying about how my set's gonna go now Oh, you know so if you're and that but that happens though because even you know two years in or or you know it, that happens no matter how long you're in you're gonna like because you just end up getting on better lineups and then you just or whatever you end up getting in different spots so i remember early on i'd start doubting my set and it ends up making you work harder man so you end up you know you you switch your set around maybe you say a joke that you weren't gonna say that's better earlier mm-hmm. to try, you know what i mean because your set needs to start out stronger yep uh or i'll all riff off one of their jokes something they said Mm-hmm. You know, so that makes you have to you have to be paying attention to what they're saying and seeing which of their act the crowd is really liking. And that also lets the, the crowd know that, hey, I was watching the show with you guys, too. I enjoyed the, the, the stuff you were laughing yeah. at, too. Yeah. I'm pre- and number two, and number two, it's like I'm present. Mm-hmm. I'm here right now. I'm not up here reciting stuff. So I might say something real quick about what they said, acknowledge that they killed, say something quick about what they said and then jump into material and maybe switch some jokes around where I'm starting out stronger. Like I'm moving a bunch of, I'm cutting out anything that's not uh, going to hit hard, like quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's, that's a good mindset. Like I've, I, I'm still, I think the, to be honest, especially with COVID now that there was a big speed bump, but I'm like in the, 
throw everything against the wall, see what sticks kind of mode. Because, I mean, it's hard. you don't have an act at two years. You have some jokes that have done – I mean, even the best two-year comics, which I am not one, but the best two-year comics, like, I can imagine they don't actually have a whole act. Yet. They might have several jokes that they say over and over again. But what, what do you think? Is- no, well, you're as good as you're as good as you are at that point. You know what I mean? As long as you're putting in the work. So if if it, at the two year point, like I'll know if someone's at two years, but you can. I mean that that's what you're doing at that point, right? And as long as you're going to mics and doing everything you can, that's as good as your act can be. Like it is as long as you're trying, right? Oh, yeah. Like as long as you're putting in the effort and constantly going to as many mics as you can and like bombing and then and redoing it. Like yeah, you, certain things you just need to keep getting on stage for. Like mm-hmm. there's just like your comfortability is not something you can kind of like that is definitely, cheat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like there's no shortcut to that. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna have to be on stage more and more and be in certain situations. Like you're gonna be on stage and someone's gonna drop a glass. You're gonna be on stage and the mic cuts out. You're gonna be on stage and the mic cuts out three times during some of your punchlines mm-hmm. and, or there's feedback or there's a table talking in front of you. And those are all just things you can't really, you can maybe try to visualize it in your head, but when, until you get into it, those are the things that kind of like, you just have to go through, but not two years, man. You just, you, you have what you have and like, just keep, just keep taking out the weakest part of your set. Mm-hmm. And this is the one thing I told, I, like, new comics is don't like if, if you have five minutes or whatever you're working on right set, what, if you're getting on shows now like seven to ten mm-hmm. like take out anytime you're going to mics and getting new jokes you mm-hmm. try to get something to replace something in that five to ten minutes if, if anything stronger just try to replace it don't think that you're adding on and you have 12 now okay like subtract two minutes that's weak and then stuff that in there until until you can't do it anymore. Until you're like, wow, uh, like this is pretty airtight. And then that's that. how you'll start to get recognized more, and you'll be more consistent. Because like mm-hmm. that's the that's the big thing that I look for in comics, and I know that other you know headlining comics notice uh, is consistency in multiple rooms. Mm-hmm. Like I might see you kill one time, mm-hmm. and if I see you not do well in another room, then I see you kill and then not do well. Like you're, you're not doing well 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. You're, and you did well in those two rooms, but someone who can like, they, 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 they do good, 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 good. That person, even though they weren't killing in every room, that yeah. person's a better comic. They're serviceable. Yeah. It's like they're, they're reliable. They, they, they can still quote, do the job. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. I really thought about that. Like I, uh, how, how long have you been doing comedy actually six, six six years six yeah years. i just okay. got like a notification so like the first time i that's what this is the first time um oh, nice. i went on like did an actual show nice. and i didn't even yeah i got paid but i didn't even uh i never so wait, did anything so with the I, money so what i can see in it so i see the, i see the i see the money and i see like some sort of poster or yeah it, it was at poorhouse which is uh um nice. uh, high water now poorhouse yeah. oh okay 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 so yeah, it was with the, uh, Sandu and Cheryl. That's the flyer from it. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, like, that's, uh, yeah, just keep going up. And then, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the main thing is just like, yeah, you, I would just keep trying to, whatever room you're not doing well in, mm-hmm. go back to that room and figure it out. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, I found those rooms. <laughs> it's something mm-hmm. it's, I found Like, those what rooms, rooms are those? 
Well, uh, uh, that I do that I that I have to work to do well in uh -huh. Luna's comes to mind. Okay. Uh, which is they're more I, like I, hipstery, yeah. I, yeah. artsy type, odd midtowners in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of comics too. A lot of the jokes aren't about like my upcoming sex change, so I don't really have a lot of material that works. Yeah, I get mad. That that room is where you'll see me yell at people a lot because I just get. <laughs> But see, cause I get frustrated in that room because I, I might say something that I know would work in a club mm -hmm. or a actual comedy show and it bombs there mm -hmm. and I don't trust them. I'm like, no, man, like you guys are weird. like, I know this. is I know this. Hilarious. I know this. what stupid because no, here, and I've had it the opposite. I've had jokes in there work and then they bomb in a club and I'm like, oh, it's because there's a bunch of comics and a bunch of weirdos laughing at this psycho shit. <laughs> right and it's about like me it's about beheadings right and now i'm saying beheadings and talking about beheadings in a winery because it did well there and i was like i get mad i'm like you goddamn liars you guys set me up for failure right now right i there's been two jokes like that 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 i've, I've and I, I swear i try to keep in my set in longer sets because they did well there it was a uh, about yeah a beheading and a sweatshop and they bomb every time <laughs> Every time I'm in front of normal human beings. Oh my god, that's awesome, man! I, I, my the one I have like that is the school shooting joke, which it works like at comedy spot. It works at uh, what do you call it? At um, at stab. Like I've, mm. I've I've yet to go. My goal this year was to get up on punchline, sack punchline. Oh oh well, but. Uh, but yeah, no, you no, you have to pay attention to the kind of laugh you're getting. Like, is it from the back of the room, and is it from? Like, why is, why are you getting the laugh? Is it just because it's, you know what I mean? There's, is there a bunch of people in here that are kind of laughing or is it the audience? I mean, just to make that, are they laughing? Cause it's not funny and they like you bombing, yeah. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that, I that's could, a thing too. So luckily I'm perceptive enough to know that difference. Thank God. Oh God. It, there have been, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it many, many, many more times, but just the feeling that I've had it too. Like when I was brand, 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 brand new, like you just have, I, I have no, I have no ability to observe like what's going on in the room, except like, I'm going to say this joke. So you, I didn't real, when people don't realize that like, oh dude, you're getting those, those three laughs that you, that are propelling you are actually the comics laughing at the cringe. Mm -hmm. It's, oh my God. It's so, that happened to me. The first time I got like a cringe laugh or like a sigh from the audience. I mean, this was like Mike five, maybe like the fifth time on stage it was some you know bullshit fat joke like it was nothing it was just you know ugh. when you get that like groan from the audience oh my god it was fucking gut-wrenching yeah and dude that's gonna that's gonna happen and it's good you feel that mm. because there's comics that don't feel that and they get off stage and i'll be smiling and i don't trust those psychos either i'm like you sociopath like how are you not anyone who gets off stage and doesn't do well and they come off smiling and fist bumping like they did well or killed i'm like that's crazy because i would go home and like not talk to anyone and mm -hmm. take like a shower start yelling at myself on the way home dude I've, there's been a lot of times just me driving home screaming like beating the shit out of my steering wheel just like god that's good though like because then you you know mm -hmm. Like you have expectations of how you wanted to do and how you and what actually happened and you didn't meet them and you know that and you recognized it and that's super important to getting better. Like you have to listen to the recordings that you didn't do well. Like if I listen to a set 
say I just did, you know, I'm doing a set at the punchline. I'm not listening to the stuff that did well. Like I'm playing the part that didn't do well. Right. Like I'm like, I was like in the middle there, I lost him a little bit. Why? Yeah. And I play that thing and I force myself to, and it's hard as hell, man. Cause you're like, God, I just said, I was like, why did I start forcing it? Or why did I stutter? So, but those are things you can correct. And if you don't listen to yourself, everyone records themselves. They always see them putting the thing down, but I don't think everyone listens to their sets. That is very true. I force yourself to, cause it's, it's, it's hard. No one likes doing it. No one likes doing it. And most people yeah. don't, but you will learn a lot of your tendencies, bad habits. Like mm-hmm. I say, uh, or I say, you know, or I'm saying, right. Or I am like, that didn't work. Cause I didn't pause. Right. I, why am I, why am I adding like a lot of emphasis to that word? Yeah. That's like the wrong word. Right. It's like the word, Oh shit. It's the, I, the, the punchline, not the punchline. Anyway, but it's starting out like, okay, I'll give you an example for me. Since I'm starting out, it's the filler, it's the filler words, the ums, the is, and getting lost are my number two, or sorry, my two biggest uh, weaknesses, like on stage. Like when you were just starting out, was it more of like, was confidence your biggest issue was uh, writing or, you know, joke writing the biggest thing what was it for you you think um it was probably getting to know my set and be comfortable with it um Mm -hmm. and having not having things not get a laugh and learning how to deal with it and move on so like the one of the ways that i would prep early on and i still do this but not as i don't do it exactly the same but i'm very like soup not i played baseball a lot growing up okay. and always played sports so i'm very like um superstitious and I'm, i have routines and things that i do so in the beginning when i was like around year one two i would like i only drank fresh fruit before my sets so I would like <laughs> i would blend up this like fresh because i didn't want any weird things in my body so i would and i'd hit the hookah and i would have to nail my set three times in a row without messing up Whatever. So seven minutes, I'd have to rehearse it. If I, if I ummed, if I fumbled, I start over. Damn. So I have to nail it three times in a row. So it would be, I'd start early. Cause I, cause here's in my head. I was like, if I mumble, forget a punchline or skip something during practice or rehearsal, I'm glad I did it now. Mm-hmm. Cause that would have happened. Like, why are you, okay. Well, how, how are you expecting things to come out perfect if you haven't set them all day or it's been a few days? Or you've never strung them together in that order. Like, why would you think that would come out smoothly? Yeah, on stage in front of right. Yeah, right. Unless you're just like that. Are you like the Kobe Bryant and everything just like comes out better when you're playing? I'm a comedy walk on. Like, I just walk on the court and they're just like, give this man the mic. He looks hilarious. (laughs) So yeah, I would practice three times and I'd hit it. And once I did that, I could chill. And then when I get to the show, regardless of how nervous I am or whatever if whatever self-doubt pops in everyone's head or especially in my head that, you know, you're going to bomb, I'm going to boo you in my head. It would be like, nah, you, you prepared for it. Whatever happens right now, you did all you could. And that's, I'm always fine with. Like if I'm, if I do as much as I can to prepare for a moment and it don't go well, like I bomb. Cool. I just bombed. Uh, it wasn't my night, but if I bomb because I didn't rehearse my set, I didn't know it. Uh, I got lost then I, I skipped and then did it whatever and I'm mumbling and I didn't practice then that yeah. was controllable that's on me 
And that's a preparation thing and a lazy, like a, a procrastination thing. And I'm not cool with, I've never been okay with that. That is, that is totally like an athlete's mentality about that. Like when you were describing your practicing regimen, it's like, are you going to OTAs? Yeah. (laughs) But in base, look at in baseball, I played baseball all growing up, you know, and all through high school. And when I go up to bat, everyone has a routine. You're tapping the plate twice. You're adjusting your batting. You're looking over your, uh, I'll tap the edge of the plate twice, the inside of the plate twice, like dig my foot in, like adjust Mm -hmm. my batting glove and mess on my head. Um, and then I'd like squeeze, I do it, squeeze the bat like twice. But, and also too, I would never, if I had a good game, then I'm wearing whatever I wore for the rest of the season. Right. Like I, if I bomb on stage, I'm never wearing that outfit again. You just, you straight, just burn that, you burn that t-shirt. Like, I keep gone. it. I don't, it's I don't, gone. I never, wear, there's a sweater that I bomb so bad in. <laughs> it's like a hoodie. I've never worn it on stage since. <laughs> I'm even till, even now I'm like, even if I had to do a mic, I still wouldn't wear it. Cause I'm like, I see it. And I, I remember, I get the feeling in my closet. I'm like, Oh, and it reminds me. You like, keep it. It's like, it, it's like some sort of like fucked up Batman memento, like looking at it, like every day I'm reminded <laughs> and it gives me the motivation to go out there and fucking kill. It does, man. I see it. And I remember that feeling. I'm like, Oh my God. I remember that day and just the drive home and it was raining and mm-hmm. it's just like, but yeah, I'm very like, I think superstitious in, that way like i'll put the stool in the same plate same place like i like the mic being like if i can get there early if i was hosting then i like set the mic up i do all this like weird shit um but now i've been doing it a little bit longer now now i'm not as connected to that stuff and i'm more about my mental mindset going up as opposed to thinking small things like that are going to affect my set like okay my shirt's only going to affect my set if i feel uncomfortable about it and I let that get into my head. Like, so yeah. it, it, it's not the shirt, but if, if, if you're not comfortable in it and, and for some reason it's making you think like, oh, that people think the shirt's stupid, then it is. Mm-hmm. It is doing something to your set. It's doing something to you mentally. Mm-hmm. So I try to control all that now. Like I'm trying to get better at controlling. That's that head game that I'm still working on. It's because that's been an issue my whole life, but just getting like staying focused in the moment on that particular thing and not, uh, letting your mind wander on anything and i mean like anything else like i walk up on stage and if i if i'm bombing and it has nothing to do like if it's if the jokes aren't working you know the jokes aren't working even if you're telling them well but if i go up there and i bomb for any other reason it's usually because i when i say out of my mind well for many reasons it's probably true but i mean literally in that moment i'm not I should be thinking solely upon this joke and the next joke. And I'm completely like, oh, fuck, that person in the left corner of the room didn't laugh. And they laughed at the last joke. What am I doing wrong? This is all happening in the quarter of a millisecond. And I've just flubbed up the joke I was telling. Kind of. Yeah. And then it's that it's that's the snowball effect. Like, oh, God, I think that joke was bad. Try to control that in your head. Like the hardest thing to do during bombing your tendency mm-hmm. and everyone's natural reaction is to speed up mm-hmm. and try to get to the next joke but when reality you need to slow down like two times to because because you're you don't want your nerves taking over you, once you start sounding nervous and you start speeding up and you're not pausing for punchlines, now that joke that you know was better than the last joke that didn't work that next joke doesn't get a laugh and now that's two jokes in a row so in your head you're like oh my god that's my that that joke that better joke didn't work oh shit now what do i do i gotta get to the fat so 
you need to like when if something's happening like that i do mental checks as i'm going like as and still like even yesterday uh i'll just do a mental check of what how i'm performing right now i'm like am i talking too fast is the mic too close to my face like do i need to slow down do i need to enunciate mm-hmm. and then should i look around the room you haven't looked to the right and so those are things like as i've been doing it longer i'm not so much worried about forgetting i'm not thinking about forgetting material i'm able to be more present and observe make sure my my performance is where i want it to be and i'm able to be present with the crowd but how to get to that is knowing your set like inside and out so just keep practicing it rehearsing it doing it in different you know orders you could even do like scenarios like what if this joke bombs or what if someone yelled out this Mm-hmm. you know during this, you, the, you this okay yeah in your head so the yeah. reason why i'm able to riff and go off and like talk to the crowd is because i know my set like i didn't i wasn't always coming out like that mm-hmm. um but you i i bartend i do like bombs to the audience it's like yeah. hey, fuck you just <laughs> laugh because no, that's dangerous you don't know where that's gonna go and and then if that doesn't work you don't have the material to back it up Right. So that's how it like in the beginning, I would do it for a couple sentences. Like imagine, this guy's shirt looks like this, you know, like quick. Imagine coming out there with that kind of energy, just telling the audience, fuck you. And then immediately transition to like a joke about milk or something. I, like dude, in a, a couple years ago, like three years ago, Ellis and Diego saw me. Mm-hmm. I went out with them to the Mannheim Social Club out in Brentwood. Mm-hmm. And I think I was I don't think I was hosting. I don't know how long I was doing, like 15 minutes. Okay. I came up and I started riffing and going off on the room. Cause it was like deer heads on the, on, it's like a country bar. So I was okay. going off on it Okay. and I was doing well uh, off riffing and people in the crowd. And then I had to jump into my material. So I, I had riffed for like three or four minutes and I jumped okay. in my material and it, I was, my material was so, I was still working on transitioning from riffing into material. It was a complete change in my tone and pace that the audience went like, what? That's how you talk. Cause like I was riffing and then I'm like, it was like that. I was like, I was at the mall today, yesterday and it was like someone changed the radio station. And I literally just, I couldn't follow my own riffing. I started bombing and I remember I just like, I don't know what happened. I just liked him. And Ellis and, and Diego told me, he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah. You couldn't follow your own riffing. He was like, dude, it was weird. It was like, it was literally like someone changed the radio station. <laughs> Just like that's like, a great way of describing it, man. That's, yeah, you're that's, listening to 102, and someone just changed it to rock. Like, like what the hell? I was listening to that. What what happened just now? It just takes you. It just takes you out of the moment. Wow, that 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 sounds exactly like me. Like, cause I, dude, I remember it took me months, or it took me months just to feel comfortable going quote off script, like off of just riffing. I mean, I felt God the first time I did crowd work. I was so proud of myself because I was because I get so scared about riffing because I, I don't know about you. This is a tangent because this has nothing to do with what I just said, but I don't know about you, but you seem like because there's there's two types of comics. I've noticed that there's when I say two types of comics, I mean, like how they were raised or how they grew up or who they were growing up. There's like the funny guy in any aspect and like the insane person. What do you think that ratio is? Because. <laughs> Oh, in like in comedy scenes? In comedy scenes. Obviously in the open mic scene, it's, you know, mostly insane mostly people. Mostly insane it's people. It's mostly insane people. But of those mostly insane people, though, how many of them? I think most of those insane people are actually the funniest people in the room. They're just insane is the problem. 
Right. They have to own it. Yeah. I was talking yeah. to someone about that, yeah, yeah, like the people who are like antisocial and a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if they can own that, mm-hmm. they're usually super, super funny. Yeah. Someone right? I'm thinking of is Stephen Ferris. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like Ferris' stuff. And he, I've seen that dude, and he's such like an, he's so into his like art that he kind of gets, I think he kind of gets in his own head sometimes about stuff. Yeah. Where, but I've seen that dude crushed Rock where I'm Hill. like, yeah. And I, I like stuff like that. I like, you know, like one liner weird. I like stuff that I wouldn't do, obviously, oh, yeah. you know? So yeah. I'm like, I, I, that was like, that's totally different than what I do. And I, and he's able to sit in the silence and the awkwardness and make it more awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen him do like a real set before. And I was like, dude, why don't you do that every time? Like, cause, but then he'll, you know, he'll get in his own and he wants to do something completely different. But I'm like, if he, oh, yeah, man. dude. Yeah. He's been around, uh, he, he's, he's been around for a, for a while for, before I started. He was already, really? he was already one of the, one of the, the guys. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. So yeah. you, you've been in it for six years. Like what was, I mean, I, I went on your website, robinmoto.com for anyone who's listening. <laughs> uh, what was it like? You said it would, please tell me I'm didn't misread it, but you actually performed on a naval ship or just for the U.S. Navy? It wasn't on a Navy ship. It was I'm at a... I'm illiterate. God damn it. It was a... It, no, it was for the U.S. Navy. Okay. Uh, okay, good. It was half right. On San Nicolas Island. Okay. So you fly there from uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. Like I went to L.A., then we flew out there, and it's just this island that's been there forever, I guess. Like, and uh, they do a lot of trainings there, and it was just for the guys that were there. Uh, on the on the base and it was the people i was going with were way better than me like i yeah i had met the guy this is and this is why it's always good to just get out of your city and perform wherever like Mm -hmm. things you end up if the end result of whatever you went for like sometimes meeting the people no i won't say sometimes meeting people and networking is always the most important thing because that's where you get all all your shows I met a guy at the San Diego uh, comedy competition. Okay. Uh, he was one of the judges. Mm-hmm. And he liked my set. So he, I, he kept in contact, and I just kept con- – and we did that for like two years. Like he nice. could ne- we could never work out a date. Like he was okay. – he's very, he's very crazy. So <laughs> we were trying to work out dates and stuff, but he kept hitting me up, and I'd always make – I'd hit him up randomly and message him like, hey, you know, hopefully still we'll get to work that, you know, a date out. And uh, yeah, so two of the two or three of the comics. No, three of the comics were from San Diego, mm-hmm. and uh, it was actually a smaller show, but it was cool. It was actually cool, man, to fly out. It was because you take like a small little jet out there, and you're like flying through fog, and all of a sudden this like island appears. Okay. And uh, we stayed on the base for the day. They gave us like a tour of the whole thing, and then uh, yeah, I, I thought that was cool because was, that's something that I've always wanted to do when I got yeah. in, just just perform for you know the military. Yeah, that that's cool, man. It, to be honest, though, what you described, like flying in there, it, it sounds like the the first part of Jurassic Park. Like they're just getting. Yeah, tired. that's what it. <laughs> How pissed would you be though if like you felt like, oh, we're gonna go do some comedy, and you get in, you straight see the headliner get eaten by a fucking T Rex? Oh, I would love it because I feel lowered in like a goat. Like no, those headlines. I feel like my whole life leads up to those moments. Like I'm ready to like tell everyone what we need to do. You know, I was like, we need to get the Jeep. We need to go to the other gate. We're going to, first of all, we're going to go to the power station and get that power back on so we can turn back on the fences. Right. And I'm, I need the gun. I have, and I am holding this assault rifle and I don't know how to, I don't even know where the safety's at, but I'm going to act like I know where it's at. <laughs> You're goddamn right. 
And the first person who questions me, I can't let anyone think that they're going to be the leader of this group. I have to pistol whip them. You got so to it's going to down. Oh, yes, okay. I got to just pistol whip. Okay. Oh, uh, well, straight up just gap them right there. Like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe I do. Maybe I do. Yeah. Yeah. Five hot ones in his chest and then they, everyone knows, right? <laughs> how many people are with me? Is it a, but how many people are on this plane? Um, I'm going to go with, there's like a, a little jet ladder feel full. So it's like, I don't know, like 20 people. Okay, and then one of the guys got eaten. Yeah. Okay, the so then that's – yeah, the headliner so now, got yeah. – So now you're middling, so that's Okay, cool. yeah, so I got to take – yeah, I definitely got to take control of the situation. Uh, so whoever has kind of like annoyed me on the, on the plane, he's going for – actually, he doesn't even have to question me. He's going to go first. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm murking that dude. And he doesn't even get to land. He's just get kicked out of the plane. Yeah. I'll say he pulled a gun first, you know, and I'm like, oh, you guys didn't see that. Yeah, he had a gun. You didn't see it. And they're like, no, there's only one gun on the plane. Like, oh, that's crazy. Anyways. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, Let's just anyways, we got to get to this power station. And then I would, you know what I mean? Like one by one, I had to start kind of as the group starts to start because they're going to start trying to form like a subgroup to try to take me out. And I'm going to get I'm going to catch wind of that because they're going to. If we're, by, we're by a campfire singing, and I see some people sneak off, and I'm going to go the opposite way and flank them, and I'm going to hear them talking shit about me, and they got to go too. It's probably just going to be me and two other people that survive, and they're, they're going to have a completely not cool vision of me, right? <laughs> and I might have to murk them too because they're going to tell everyone. <laughs> you know what? They're going to tell everyone get back what I did. They're like, this guy was – killing people and eating them and there was plenty of food there was plenty of food on the plane he didn't need to do resort to cannibalism there was like we were in a cafeteria i'm not sure why he felt the need <laughs> this was day one <laughs> it had been three hours and he just been started three. eating somebody he didn't even light a fire it was it was it was it was gruesome <laughs> he just starts biting on his arm yeah uh so yeah that's what i'd have to do that's i feel like i would have to i like i like scenarios like that where I have to, I always envision myself being a hero like that, but I, I know it's, that's probably not accurate. You're more like an anti hero, I feel. Like, what? I helped everyone. Well, no, you did. You helped them meet God. <laughs> <laughs> you helped them see God much quicker. But I, I want to lead them, but anyone who's going to deviate from the mission at hand. Because now we're in the military. I know we're in a comedy show, but it's like, no, there's dinosaurs here. People are getting lives are at stake. Any type of, you know, any type of uh, hesitation from you guys and not following my lead is going to get us killed. Therefore, I need to eliminate you. Got to put you down. There's just no, we don't have time for, for baggage. Dead weight. No. You got to go. No. Yeah, that's, 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 and I think, I think most people would, would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, after I, I killed the sixth person, I feel like the people would fall in line pretty quickly. Interesting. Yeah, very Machiavellian. You keep them in line. I like it. But I, like but it. I want everyone to be – but see, I'd come out of, of the course, tent every day. Hey, guys. How's everyone doing? Yeah, I want to see everyone hey. happy. <laughs> You're just like the happy, like benevolent dictator. Yeah. You walk out of your tent and you have like your harem of women around you. It's like, hey, who wants a woman? <laughs> no, like- no one else could sleep with the woman but me because okay. I need to spread my seed. Okay, that's true. That's true. 
That's a very good point, actually. Wait, um, how long are we on this island for? Because I'm oh, already thinking about. You're making long-term plans. This is why. This is why you're as far as you are, sir. I need to you're be making these long-term plans. Yeah, I'm thinking, thinking we're going to be there for a long time. This is going to need to get cultish, you know. And exactly. so, but see, I, I okay, I am sleeping with all their women, but I woke up. I woke up early and made everyone breakfast. So it's like oh, you come God. out. I'm like, oh, nice Spencer. Guy. Yeah, I made potatoes. Check this out. You know, eggs. What? Hey, how do you like your coffee? You know, I'm that guy. Nice guy. And like, this dude just murdered six people. Why is he? I'm not drinking his coffee. He's a psychopath. <laughs> there's, there's chicory in the coffee. Like, you're just like some... <laughs> like, I hear you guys whispering over there. <laughs> what you whispering about? <laughs> ah, don't make me use this thing again. Hey, and then you're just like trying to figure out how to actually use the gun. Like, like That's better- the thing. I don't. I want to YouTube it, but I know I'm not going to just in case I get the situation. I always think about that. Like if I have to I get in a situation where I do pick up like an automatic, mm-hmm. it's like a crazy situation. It's like I don't know if the guy – yeah, if the guy left the safety on, I'm not going to be able to find it in a panic. Yeah, I, I can't imagine me being able to find one in a panic. Maybe a pistol just because like I've had airsoft pistols and I'm assuming that like the real <laughs> – no, don't give me – just, I'm just saying the position of the safety. I'm not saying has to be near. Else. I'm just saying – that's all I'm saying. I'm not being like one of those guys like, yo, I, I win at Call of Duty all the time. I'll go fucking take out all those terrorists right now. I'm not one of those guys. I've met a lot of those guys, though. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know. I went, a lot, I went to high school with a lot of those guys. What? That, uh... Join the military because they're good at video games. Oh, okay. Yeah, but as Smart soon people. as something... Yeah, as soon as people... Something really happens, you know? That's, true, that's when yeah. you get to see... Mm-hmm. I'm, see, I know I'm not that guy. If I saw something... Actually, I can remain calm in situations. Though. I've seen some pretty horrific stuff. That's, that's so, I like... I that's tight, but... <laughs> Dude, coming out of a comedy show a year, uh, no, was it? Me and Melissa always talk about it. Maybe, maybe about three years ago. We were coming, Humbargo was there too, uh, Tavi, can't remember who else. Anyways, we came out of this bar, uh, and we're, me and Melissa are walking, and this car comes like across this railroad track, or, and then it gets hit by a, by a train. Mm-hmm. And we saw the car like 360, and we were the first. Jesus. Yeah, I was like the first one up to the car. I ran up to it oh god and uh yeah dude was not in good shape but it doesn't even seem real when it happened man like the car started oh, sure. like it looked like a movie because mm-hmm. you know you just look up and it and it happens so the car started 360 mm-hmm. and you hear the, the train slam on its brake. it was the light rail i mean so the light rail slams on its brake and this car is like spinning i'm like there's no way that just happened you know Jesus. and i start like yeah we ran over there now the guy ended up uh luckily he ended up uh making it he, he ended up being okay and now he's a senator. No, actually, I didn't want to be depressing. That guy died. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he died. <laughs> you don't get hit by a light rail and live. He, <laughs> I, I, I was trying. I was like, I don't want to bring it down. I can't let you think that this guy really That's like, I don't want to lie about it. And then you go look it up or something. That guy died. 100% he died. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was odd, too, because he was, like, unconscious. It was, like, an older Asian guy. Mm-hmm. and he wasn't talking, right? Mm-hmm. I stayed there for a little bit until the, like this nurse ran out of the uh, apartments and started telling us kind of – she kind of took control of the situation, mm-hmm. which was good. She's, she's like, don't move in front of the seatbelt. Wait for the ambulance. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. And ambulance got there, and then we took off. The cops asked you know, whatever questions they needed to. Mm-hmm. And then I look in the news report later, and it said that some guy – 
who had saw the accident that was like first on the scene, which I was like, dude, I was, me and this other dude were the first. I don't know who this person is. He said, yeah, he was, he was awake. He just said that he really misses his family. And then he's, you know, that tell him that I love him. I'm like, that dude was not conscious. So that whoever got interviewed made that up. He was not conscious. He thought like, this is my one chance to make it big. I'm just going to make up some quote for this dying old man. Yeah. I'm like, you really want to get on the news that bad? Really and I started thinking, I, I thought he made it. I'm like, oh, he made it then. Like, and he didn't. His last words were, I just want everyone to go to www.robertamoto.com. <laughs> he said to check out the Random Thoughts podcast, and then he passed away. <laughs> just, It would have been better if he left some random, like, code. He said the, the code to the safe is 27-36-55. left. 45 right oh yeah Dude left what's that tom hanks movie something like that yeah da some vinci movie. code or yeah the da vinci code something like go. some weird some weird code like that mm-hmm. oh i'm i'm very smart i can i can crack that code in like 30 seconds bro very smart you know so you started comedy two years ago why did why did you start uh mental breakdown no but yeah <laughs> well no really what it was it was besides the whole like because I'm sure you and everyone we know is probably like the funny person in their group mm-hmm. of friends growing up, besides the insane people. Growing up, you know, the funny guy, people tell you, oh, you should do comedy, you should do comedy. And for years, I just didn't do it because I didn't have the balls, to be honest. It really was just about. But it was a thought in your head. Oh, yeah. It was a thought okay. in my head. I, would write, I was writing jokes, terrible jokes, but I was writing jokes to say on stage years before I ever went up. Uh-huh. And I mean, and they were just. I read it. I actually still have them, and I read them, and it's just me getting annoyed at whatever was on the commercial, which I guess that's kind of how you start with a joke. You get annoyed, at least with me. Like, it usually starts with me getting annoyed at something and then finding out what, what's funny about why it's annoying or whatever. But it really was, when I say mental breakdown, it's because I, had, I was in the middle of a job that was soul-crushing. I fucking hated it. I had just gotten a giant speeding ticket. Um I had no money to pay for it. You know, I. And you I had, thought comedy was the answer? Yeah, was I don't it? know what the fuck. <laughs> I know, right? And I thought, you know what? My life's really bad right now. Let's make it worse. Let's go bomb. Like, let's go to an open mic. <laughs> let's go to an open mic. It was. Oof. So, wait, okay. So, you got the speeding ticket, and then you started. So, things weren't going well, and then what? Things just weren't going well. And I just. I mean, because I had. Up until then, because I'm 30 now, for the past. This was what two years ago. So for the past eight years up until then, I had been doing like the college track, then the internship, then the the corporate job. Mm-hmm. I'd done all that, made sure that you never said anything bad on social media. After, I mean, tailoring it to look like professional, and then you know it does. In the end, it doesn't fucking matter. It really, and I say that because no matter how hard you try to make it in the corporate world, you don't matter. You don't right. matter. You, and even even the best jobs, which I get, I, 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 I grant there are plenty of jobs out there that, yes, you're a number, but you're like, you feel like you're a, a valued number still. I don't know. Mm-hmm. In this, but my point being, I was trying so hard to make it in a world that I fucking hated that I might as well just be miserable in a world that I liked. Uh-huh. That I thought I would like. And then I met comedians and I just, oh, never mind. I'm kidding. So did you did you go to comedy? Did you get into one of the classes, or did you no, just go no, for? No, I, I didn't do the class. No, I, uh, I went to uh, Comedy Spot Open Mic. Did you bring like, a bunch of people? Did you make it a big deal, or did you just like I I'm just my, going? I brought my girlfriend. 
at the time. I just, cause I wanted to get on. I knew you cause I had looked at the classics. Cause I knew it's, I knew someone like years and years and years and years ago who I was in a band with, who he did comedy spot comedy classes. And I don't know, man, no offense to anyone who does a comedy class. It's, it's, I, I, they can't teach you how to be funny. Like I, I, I did one because I couldn't get up. And that's kind of like I was trying to for that show yeah. for that show. I was mm-hmm. I was going and I didn't I had like 30 days notice that this bartender I knew that thought knew I wanted to do comedy. They were throwing a show at Poor House and she's like, hey, you started right. Like we're going to have a show at the end of the month if you want to be on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing comedy. <laughs> and I, I wasn't. So then I had 30 days to pre- prepare to get on that show. Mm-hmm. And. I wasn't getting up when I went to the comedy spot. So then luckily one of the classes was just about to start. And I'm like, oh, you get up in the top three? Okay. And John Ross was teaching at the time. So I, you know, I enrolled in it for that. But they, yeah, they can't teach you how to be funny. They can teach you some rules that are helpful as far as like not running the light. Yeah. Time. Etiquette. They, they yeah, etiquette. Etiquette and like the, the culture of it. That That is, I, I admit, very helpful. That is the stuff that you have to learn, like, move the mic stand when you get on stage like don't mm-hmm. have the mic stand in front of you or if it's it, just little things like that um but I, the reason why i'm kind of shitting on comedy classes is because only to your point i've never seen it's always just the unfunniest people trying to learn how to be funny and it's not going to happen yeah i would say that no that's pretty accurate like there's that's no one the only that's the only knock on i have it's not so much the people like not yeah to your point yeah, you have to go into it knowing that I'm just I'm just doing this so I can learn a little bit about what you would learn if you just kept going open mics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the also one of the reasons that I did it too was for some sort of accountability, like, hey, you're gonna you need you're now you're going up every Monday because it was hard for me to go up in the beginning. Like, I might seem super confident or whatever, but like I had a lot of anxiety about going to oh, yeah. open mics and not being I, you know for the first time in my life i felt like i was an outsider at something i thought i was good at mm-hmm. even though I, like like even not good at as far as like stand up at the time it was just being that like this is one of my best personality traits i feel like being funny mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden like i'm on the outside there's you know i go to a mic there's you know three circles and i'm not in any of them i don't know none of these people i'm going up i'm not very funny mm-hmm. it, sometimes i'm not getting up Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm not getting up. I feel like they hate me, yeah. you know, and and they're not having any judgment towards you. That's a lot of things people have in the beginning. They think people are out to get them. It's like, no, you like they literally just don't know who you are because you're not yeah. coming out enough. Mm-hmm. And once people get to know you more, then that's just and they start to see you get better or trying more or consistently, you know, you know, hitting mics. People start to get to know you and then you'll get up, you know, you'll move up in the list or you'll start to get on more. And that's what people don't realize sometimes when they're like. Oh man, I don't get up at that place. Like, you need to keep going. Sit there and wait. Because a lot of times I did that, man. I sat there. I knew I wasn't on the list. I'm not getting up. And I said, is it cool if I stick around to the end if someone drops out? Most times no one dropped out. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they did. But I was still there. And then I just used that time to watch other comics and kind of learn what to do and not to do. I'd sit there and be like, ooh, don't do that. That guy went, he was too aggressive when he came out. Or he yelled at that lady for no reason. Like, he seemed really mean. He meant that. Uh, that person didn't move the mic. He keeps messing with the cord. It's making noise on the stage. Uh, it's distracting. Right? This guy keeps 
this guy keeps saying that joke sucked. He said it three times now. Wait, so your whole set sucks, right? Because you can only say that once in your set before it's like, wait, does your whole set suck? You just said three jokes suck, right? That's you only, you only doing five minutes. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that you can pick up anytime. I'm not, uh, performing then i use that time to try to learn in there like you can always learn something and i think that was another sports thing mentality where you can learn stuff by watching a game you don't necessarily have to be practicing at the time mm-hmm. so and i think that kind of helped out no, that not kind of that did help out a lot because i would watch the people who are good you need to watch people who are really good and then you need to watch people who are really bad to know not what not to do yeah yeah right That's, yeah so That's- and see what the difference is, man. You could just go, like, even on a, I even suggest that, man, like, on just random weekends you're off, whatever, just go watch a headliner and, like, Less Unlimited and mm-hmm. see or, and watch the feature and watch the host. Mm-hmm. See how the, especially if it's a good host, like, or a good, you know, whatever, headliner, mm-hmm. see how they come out. Like, how did they come out? Did they, did they come out saying, like, talking about the city? Did they address the previous comics? Like, um that's one thing oh brett Ernst, uh i got to work with him like a couple weeks ago at laughs unlimited and uh he's in the new cobra kai and everything he was on um ben's bonds comedy central thing he has a bunch of stuff out he's fucking cool as shit man and carlos was cool with him he's boys with him but here's what i noticed about him he's you know performs in theaters usually now and aa clubs is when when we got off and i brought him up he knew every single comic's name like he said, hey, give it up for, you know, it was give it up for uh, Kristen Frisk, uh, give it up for Gabe Davis, give it up for your, ho- you know, for, give it up for Robert Moto. And that was hella cool because I've seen headliners not do that. Mm. They don't know, they don't know anyone's name on the show because they weren't paying attention. They're just in the green room, yep. not really being even sociable and they just go up and do their thing. And, th- and those are people I think that maybe fell out of love with stand up, which and that's another thing too. It's like I, it's good for me to see that because I see what I don't want to become, yeah. as well. Yeah. Like the person who's not into it and they're just going up to get paid. Like they're not excited about the audience or nothing like that. They're not here. They're not present. And uh, yeah, they'll just say like, yeah, yeah, give it up for your uh, host. You guys, you guys enjoyed them, or give it up for your feature. You guys enjoyed them. And yeah, I'm like, oh, you don't know my name, motherfucker, because you ain't <laughs> said nothing the entire time, you know. And most people aren't like that. But, you know, Tell like it, it is it is cool when you run into someone that's super cool like that, that has accomplished pretty much everything and is still super humble and still takes the time to do that because it's not hard to do. It's not hard to know everyone's name on a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, it really isn't that hard. I, I can see in the moment, though, I, I could definitely see myself in the moment forgetting, but I don't got to worry about that for a while because I don't have to give it up for the host yet because I'm still at the open mic. Right. Well, dude, no, you keep going there. Keep going to different rooms. Um, no, have you been to Laughs Unlimited, Mike? I'm yet? Not, sorry, I've not do. I've not, not Laughs Unlimited, Mike. No, I haven't okay. been there. Not I'm not there. sure they started it up again, but start going. Start going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm getting work. I mean, I know it's comedy in the park, but it's still getting up, man. I'm still mm-hmm. go- like uh, like Mary Musavi's mic. Yeah, the outdoor one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good to get back on stage, man. Well, you know on stage but it's good to be good to have a mic again outside or on doing comedy just set set your own goals like things you want to accomplish things you want to work on write them out Mm -hmm. i'm very uh visual so like i write like 
a lot of things, goals out and try to just to make sure I hold myself accountable. And um, so whatever you have, you know, in comedy, you want to, and then like goals in comedy, then you can have like things I need to work on, on my act. Right. And then, so you always have something to do. Even early on, you can always have something to do in comedy. Like, like you were talking about when I rehearsed, I would rehearse with a stand and the mic. And it's because I wanted to get comfortable with that it, it, before I, you know, those are the things I could practice off stage. I can get used to the feel of a mic moving around with the cord, adjusting the mic stand, mm-hmm. things I can do leaving it in. Um, maybe uh, maybe this, this, this part of the joke is better if I leave it in. Um, so I would practice all those elements of, um, of stand-up to try to make it as close to real as possible when I'm practicing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, just keep going up as many places as you can. Like as many different rooms. If a joke works in three rooms, it's probably good. Like if it works at comedy spot, if it works at, well, Blacktop's not even there anymore. So if it works at a comedy spot, high water and um, Luna's, then it's probably a good joke. Yeah. Right. Because it worked in three different, Mm -hmm. three different places. That's a great way to test it. Definitely. Well, yeah. I think it's a good it's a good high note to leave it on, not with like uh, suicide and depression or 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 or, or mi- being misquoted in a fucking homicide. Well, not homicide, a murder or death. Jesus. Christ. Oh, the train guy. I was like, oh, what the hell is? Uh, I, like, okay. I can't even think of the right word. Anyway, there's a dead guy. Any, but <laughs> he's still alive. Ended it. He's you alive. Still, he he's is alive. not. He is very not alive. <laughs> that guy uh, is very not alive. Oh God. Well, Robert, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me uh, at Bobby Amoto on everything or uh, robertamoto.com. And uh, I have a podcast too called Random Thoughts Podcast that I'm trying to put out as much as I can now. I'm trying to put out like, usually, now I'm trying to put out like two a week mm-hmm. and everything. So good, man. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just stay on the schedule, dude. I'm trying to just keep, keep at it, especially because I'm just starting. This is only 20, episode 22. So still relatively new. Just got to keep cranking them out, man. Dude, like with anything, even with this, you get you get better at it, and you start to learn. Like I don't know, you just even you probably look back at your first episode, and you're like, "What the hell was I doing?" Right? Oh yeah, exactly. So yeah. as long as you can always look back and then be like, "Did I get better?" Then that's I think that's super important. As long as you can always do that in anything you're doing. That's a great positive way to end it. Thank but that you, guy Robert. died. That guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is fucking dead. Don't I, as much as I as much as you, I know you want to leave a positive. I don't want you guys thinking, oh man, that's you know, look back and things get better. But no, that guy did not get better. Okay, he is deceased. So don't. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you, sir. That was beautiful. Well, too bad he's dead, but oh well. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks again, man. I appreciate you. No problem, man. All right, man. Hope I'll see you soon, all right? Yep. Stay safe, sir. You too. Bye-bye.